the Chair 2 Leaders Podcast with your hosts, Danny Smith and Ben South. If you lead from the second chair or you work with those who do, this is a place for you. We're glad you're here for conversations about the church, ministry, life, and how we can serve better for God's kingdom. Well, welcome back to another episode of Chair 2 Leaders. Glad you're joining in with us this week. I'm one of your hosts, Ben South. Hey, and I am Danny Smith, and I'm so glad that you have joined us for Chair 2 Leaders, as Ben said. And Ben, it's always one of the highlights of my week to be able to sit down and talk about different things. And I'm really excited today because, you know, we've made jokes about the Christmas music. We have talked a little bit about the holidays, but I'm excited today. We could just think through maybe some real practical ways we as Chair 2 Leaders can do some ministry during this season of Christmas and what that can look like, uh, maybe on a formal scale, maybe something like your church is getting ready to do, maybe something informal, but somewhere between uh, both of those spectrums. It's just a great time of the year to reach out, uh, minister to folks, and oftentimes a very unique way that maybe you don't get uh, the rest of the year. Yeah, I think Christmas is a a time that you can minister to people in your community in ways that you can't do the rest of the year. People are going to be more open to ministry. People are going to be more open to things like outreach toward hearing your message to talk to you because they're just going to be in a better spirit in general during the Christmas holidays. I was talking to a group this last week and I said, you know, this is a time to share your faith because right now people are going to be uh, more likely to hear and to be open to the Christmas story, which leads to the gospel. It, it is the gospel, um, and because they're, they're they're familiar with Christmas, they're familiar with things about Christmas, even more so than Easter, probably for an unchurched or a non-churched person. They're still kind of familiar with Christmas, so it's a great time to do something to share the gospel, to share our faith, to show the love of Christ to your community uh, through your church. Yeah, absolutely. You know, with uh, with with a lot of times the critique of having a cultural Christianity, uh, Christmas may be one of the unique times that it actually pulls that cultural Christianity in and says, hey, let's actually speak truth into this cultural idea, you know, right here in the town that I'm in that would be considered, uh, uh, you know, I don't know what the percentage is, but it's up around 70% unchurched right downtown in the middle of the square. With all the lights and the Santa Clauses, they've got a nativity scene set up. And, you know, again, this town, I would say, is uh, would not define itself by its Christian values. It wouldn't define itself by its Christian um, uh, worldview. But culturally, they know, hey, this is part of it. And so it does. We can. It's one of the, like you said, the, maybe even more so than Easter, that you can actually take this and share the gospel in such a way. I, I heard a sermon by Pastor uh, yeah, they on a podcast and just the way he was talking about Christmas, you know, the the uh, unimaginably high savior became just unimaginably low for us. And, you know, people don't get the manger. They might not get the Christmas story, but they're going to see it. I mean, even our news outlets and social media, it's going to be flooded. So, yeah, it's a really unique opportunity for people who culturally identify it and say that not sure what all it means, but I know it's part of the Christmas season to be able to share that with our neighbors. And like you said, people tend to just be more open and maybe have questions about it. 
Yeah, absolutely. And that's why you'll see in most communities some type of Christmas outreach. That's what we're recording this today earlier than we normally do. So Danny is up very early today recording um, because we're in our church getting ready to do a big community outreach this week. And today is one of our main prep days, but we're doing a uh, nativity type thing, a drive through event where people drive through and experience the Christmas story. And we can just, you know, love on their families a little bit through that. Um, and we'll have hundreds of people come through, most of whom are not church members, many of whom are not church-going people because they want to experience the, the Christmas season. And so it's an opportunity for us to just show a soft presentation of the gospel to get scriptures into their hand to present scripture to them in a setting that's not threatening to them uh, and they're actually wanting to come experience that so it, it's a great opportunity for us to do that And so I would encourage you as a leader look for ways your church your ministry and you individually can share the gospel this holiday season. Now, Danny, we're doing this nativity type thing, an outdoor event. What are some other good like church outreach event things you have seen? Well, you know, the one that comes to mind first and foremost might be kind of the, for me, maybe the, the granddaddy of them all, not the Rose Bowl, but uh, I can remember over the last 20, 25 years, um, the singing Christmas tree at a Bellevue Baptist church in Memphis, you know, this all but a Broadway type show. I mean, <clears throat> the amount of work, the amount of, you know, coordination. So, you know, I've seen that, which is huge, but, you know, we've also had just something as simple as a church meeting on a Wednesday night, having a little bit of chili or soup, and then going to Carol uh, in their community. And that, I think that's what I love most about Christmas um, outreach is it could be something really grand um, or it could be something so small and unique. It just fits the context of that church. If I tried to do a singing Christmas tree at the churches I've been at, it would be more like a singing branch, you know. And at that point, <laughs> it doesn't have quite <laughs> a singing shrub is going to be the uh, the main <laughs> outreach for us. But that's what I love about it is the uniqueness of uh, each church being able to identify that community and and what they can do. And, and, and I've been a part of um, kind of everything in between with that. So yeah, those are two things that come to mind, the big singing Christmas tree, and then just the church that meets together on a Sunday night or Wednesday night or another night of the week has a little soup or something of like that. And then they go carol in their community. Yeah. You, maybe you could do a singing Charlie Brown Christmas tree or something. That's you know, and absolutely. <laughs> but, and there's a lot of opportunities to outreach even from your church to the community you don't have to do the big production broadway type production or even a big you know big outdoor event where you, you have to spend a lot of money it takes a lot of people you can do smaller things for your church family and invite people to come in i know uh this last week um our children's ministry they had an event where they just uh, invited moms and daughters to come in and decorate gingerbread cookies and they had an opportunity they came in brought cookies they had icing they had a few little snacks you could use an event similar to that where you could just invite people in invite families in to do something it, you don't have to put a huge investment in tell the christmas story invite them back to your church and just show them the love of christ through just a simple holiday um party or, or activity that they can do as a family and especially if the weather's bad they're looking for things that they can do inside so those are great opportunities to invite people 
in and around other believers so that you can outreach to them and and share the gospel with them. You know, being where you are at Central, uh, and I think it needs to be said as we're recording this, you're just a few days away uh, removed right from celebrating your 20th anniversary at your church. So, congratulations! That's pretty exciting. Thank what you. What was that day? Was well, a couple of days ago, right? Uh, December second was the official anniversary. Date. Okay. Wow, man, it seems just like yesterday. But then again, it probably feels like 20 years, too. So some, it's some uh, kind of the <laughs> some days. That's right. Well, Ben, uh, over your time at Central, um, as we kind of talk about really the idea, I think, is to do something right. You know, it doesn't have to be the full on production. Uh, it could be as simple as the caroling, as the gingerbread cooking, as an ornament, something. What What are some things you've seen um uh, just in your community, because you've been not only in that church for 20 years, but you've been in that community. Um, what are some of the things that you've seen that you've said, hey, this is this has worked really well? Um, and then maybe we could even talk about just at, on an informal level. What are some things you and your family have done uh, over the years to try to minister to folks during this season? Well, I think it all depends on your context in your church. So for our church, we're a larger church. We're able to do things somewhat on a bigger scale. Um, you know, historically, we've had, you know, the concerts. We've had uh, choir cantatas. And I think maybe some of those kind of things are waning in their effectiveness. They're going to minister to your church. They're going to reach church-type people. But you're not going to bring in unchurched people. You're not going to get an opportunity there with a cantata to bring people in to hear it. Um, so you're going to have to get a little bit creative with some little things. And I think through the holiday season, uh, you can get people to come for special events, special services. Um, plan like a Christmas Eve type service because people are, are probably more likely to come then than Easter, as I said earlier, because they're in that holiday spirit. And and even if it's just a cultural person who's just giving presents, there's still there an understanding of Christmas is a Christian holiday. And so there's this, there's this maybe not desire, but there's a willingness to engage in some of those more church-related activities at this time of year. So capitalize on that. Make sure you have something where you're bringing people in, whether it's a special service where you're, you know, having fun together, whether it's an activity, whether it's a kids event, whether it's a, you know, we did a, you know, a drive-through thing, uh, a simple thing. You could just drive through and hand out Christmas goodies or there, there are all kinds of little things you can do where you are. Now, some of these events might not work as well in a very rural context, but Okay, what can you do? Well, there's some things, obviously, you probably can do there. So begin to look and to, to evaluate, okay, what's available here? What do we have? What resources do we have? Do we have land? Do we have a building? Do we have people? How can we leverage those things during this holiday season? Now, I will say with holiday planning, you're going to have to start earlier because the holiday fills up. I know my wife and I were looking at our calendars a few weeks ago. And it's like, we have two evenings free between now and 2022. So you have to get ahead of, of planning. But it's not too late to do some things even yet this year. And as a charity leader, most likely you're going to be one of the ones leading and at least organizing and, and planning some of these special events this time of year. So this falls on a, a lot of the responsibility of some of these things falls on us chair to leaders. Uh, during this season. 
So begin to look for ways that you can uh, reach to your community. We had um, a simple way this last week. One of our ministers bought some mugs. I think he bought them at the dollar store, so they cost a dollar each. He went and bought packages of hot cocoa and ordered some I don't know how much you paid for them, but some socks, some winter socks, put those together and just took them over to the local elementary school that we partner with. And, and just just a little something to warm their hearts. And, you know, it, it's a great opportunity just to show the love of Christ this season. You don't have to spend inordinate amounts of money to do things that are going to make a big impression, that are going to really uh, put Christ in, in good light in those people's eyes by the way we love them and we act toward them. You know, we talked about that Christmas Eve service, and, uh, you know, that has been over the years probably the number one outreach thing we've done at Christmas because we've tried to put a lot of thought into it. Uh, one of the things that, that we've done over the years with our Christmas Eve service, we've kind of we've kind of phrased it a couple of ways. One, we tried to have it early enough on Christmas Eve that it wasn't putting you out too late, but we also tried to put it late enough in the day that if you had a half a day of work, if you had a little bit of shopping to do, you know, maybe a family gathering. And so finding that time, you know, sometimes it was at four o'clock. Sometimes we'd have it at five or five thirty. But I would tell folks in 30 to 35 minutes from the time you sit down, you're going to be getting ready to go back to your car. So it's not going to be this major all night uh, production event. And we've had some really worshipful times. And we've had over the years a handful of folks who have given their life to Christ because they brought their family members who didn't know the Lord. And again, like you've alluded to, people are kind of open to going to stuff like this. Maybe normally they're not going to church with you, but that Christmas Eve service, um, and we tried to make it very thoughtful, very worshipful. Um, you know, we weren't singing just Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. We tried to walk through the Christmas story and, you know, have a little fun with it. It's uh, at times taking on a little more life. Uh, you know, with various elements, but it, you're absolutely right. It doesn't take a large budget. It takes just a willingness to say, hey, in my context, what can I do to help serve people? Uh, the idea of the school. So maybe we can even think about it this way, being that maybe even on an individual level, maybe your church is doing something like what you're doing. But you just feel like, uh, you know, this is the one time of the year I can get my family to sort of think beyond our you know, schedules beyond maybe even our budget to say, hey, maybe maybe there's a family I want to buy some gifts for. Maybe there's a, a Sunday school class or a small group that says we want to, you know, adopt a family to, to help. We want to um, help with the ministry center downtown. We want to help with the elementary school in our context. So it goes and it ranges from what we can do as a church as a whole to what we can do as individuals, as families, as small groups. Um, and hopefully it's going to lead its way into the next year saying, Hey, you know, that family we helped, let's keep praying for them. You know, that elementary school, I don't, I don't want to show up once a year with a box of mug. Maybe it leads to ongoing ministry. And that's really what you're hoping for. You're hoping that this is one of those connecting points. That's going to spider out from here into different relationships and different ministries into that next year. Yeah. I think of things like operation Christmas child. I know lots of churches, lots of families do. That's a great way to get families involved and engaged in that, uh, those type of things. 
because um, around the holidays, people are all more giving or more open to just being more generous with what they have and their blessings and sharing with others. And you have a compassion toward others this time of year. One of the things we've done even in-house for several years now, we have what we call our giving trees. And so the Sunday after Thanksgiving, we have these trees that go up in our foyer and they're decorated with tags. And we've contacted a dozen different local organizations in our town and we say, hey, what are some needs you have? That, that we, we could help meet and we'll have we'll have lists of for some of them it's buying Christmas presents for uh, for some of our like child and um, child care and adoption organizations there will be diapers and wipes and toiletries for uh, some addiction recovery ministries we work with it's t-shirts or towels or some of the housing needs or different organizations in town so we have this whole list of things and people can just pull a tag off the tree and then bring it that gift back for that ministry most of those we don't even get delivered to those ministries until after the holidays but we still are just putting that idea of our people to give and to serve we're able to bless you know a dozen different ministries in town and it doesn't affect our budget. We haven't taken one budget dollar for that little thing, and we'll get we'll take carloads of things to some of these places uh, to meet needs in those ministries in the community. That's a simple thing you can do. Call two or three places in your town. And say, hey, how could we help meet some needs? What are some practical things people could bring? And, and make up some tags, put them on the Christmas tree, and let people take them off and bring them back, and then bless those organizations that that are doing good work in your community. That are places you could partner with to share and to help. Yeah, one of the areas uh, this year that um, that we're looking at is an organization in our town. It's not a Christian organization. They do a really good work. It's uh, uh, it's kind of a sustainable food program that they try to help throughout the year. And they reached out to us and said, hey, we need people to help. We've got the gifts. We've got the stuff. We just don't have drivers who can drive and deliver this. And so at Thanksgiving, it was packing food bags for the kids. Here at Christmas, it's delivering gifts that, like, like you said, people taking these tags off trees, but they don't have any way to get those gifts to the families. And so this, again, this time of the year is not only just ripe for your church to do something, but this is a time of the year that smaller nonprofits in your community that may, I mean, if I can just be honest, a lot of times very explicitly not Christian, you know, they, they operate from a worldview that wants to alleviate suffering, but they want to do so many times without the gospel plugged into that. So there's ways now of, of bringing together some opportunities of ministry that maybe you don't have the rest of the year. Um, and this is going to give you some partnerships in your community maybe maybe the the outreach at christmas is how you build your strategy for 2022 who did we partner with how did we partner with them at christmas what now happens in january to these same families and uh, february march april on to summer and so it can really springboard but and ben you said it earlier your schedule you've got two free nights and it's still early December, so we'll see if those two free nights can remain two free nights. But it's so easy to schedule your church Christmas party, your staff Christmas party, uh, and then all of a sudden you're just ready for Christmas to be over um, and people are still hurting, communities are still in need. So we don't want to miss that. We don't want to get so busy um, that we miss that. And it's just uh, a great time of the year to be able to springboard uh, into next year. Uh, a couple of years ago, my wife came home. She's a music person. You know uh, her being and her family's musical. And 
she's like, you know, what would be a fun idea is if our family goes to Carol. And I was like, our family and who? And she's like, no, just our family. And I was like, like just our family go and knock on people's door and sing. And uh, she's like, yeah, wouldn't that be fun? I'm like, I don't think it would be. And so <laughs> we we had a nice discussion about that. And we ended up going to Carol, some older folks in our church. And it was a lot of fun. And, you know, those folks for, I don't know, a couple of Christmas after that were like, hey, that was a great thing that y'all did. And, you know, I uh, it was definitely out of my comfort zone. Don't be afraid in Christmas outreach to get outside your comfort zone a little bit because it's it's sort of expected. I mean, look, we put on reindeer ears. People wear elf ears. They elf themselves with social media where they're dancing. It's just that time of the year where you could do some really fun and engaging outreach. And, I, you know, you just don't want to miss these opportunities. And so when you hear this particular podcast, you're going to still be sort of in that first full week hopefully if you're listening to the podcast uh when it's released on thursdays uh that first full week of december lots of time left it's not too late to plan something it's not too late to look at your calendar and your neighborhood and your city and go hey what can we do and just get it started start somewhere you got to start where you are and start somewhere let's for the last few minutes here together shift our con conversation toward more of how can we minister to our church and to our people and what are some ways we can do that during the christmas holiday you were talking about going caroling as a family uh, one of the things i'm excited about we're doing we're planning to do as a church family we have our staff christmas party in a week or so and we've talked about and, and we're planning to go that afternoon our church staff's going to uh, go get on the church van and we're going to go to the homebound members of our church who haven't been to church in years some of them and go christmas carol at their house that afternoon take them a little tin of cookies and just sing a couple of christmas carols and just let them see us and see them and let them know we haven't forgotten them that's a simple way you could do that we've done that as a staff for many years actually our we, we've not sung that's a new thing we're adding this year but we've taken uh, little small gifts to our homebound members the week or two before christmas just let them know we haven't forgotten them so make sure you do something for those kind of people especially if you're a chair two leader uh that's a one way to endear yourself to your congregation because a lot of times those homebound members have family members in your church as well and they're going to tell them that hey the youth pastor came by and saw me and said hey merry christmas so that's a great opportunity to do some ministry in your church uh, during the holiday season. So it doesn't have to be a huge financial investment. Go buy just a small tin of cookies or make some small cookies or something that you can take them and, and just uh, share the love of the holiday with them and, and minister to them. So another thing that you need to do this holiday season is to make sure you recognize and 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 celebrate your volunteers, those who are working in your ministry. This is a great time just to do a little something. Now, if your budget allows, man, I would suggest do something like buy them a gift card or to a coffee shop or, a, you know, everybody uses Amazon these days. You can get gift cards that aren't really expensive. If your budget allows, just thank them for the work they do all year long because most of them 
aren't on the payroll. You may be on the payroll, but most of the people in your church who are serving, who are working faithfully week in and week out, aren't getting financial benefit from it. Their livelihood, they're working full-time jobs and coming and serving. And it'd be a, it's a great time just to recognize the effort they do and the time they invest with just a small gift if you can. If your budget all allows, maybe your budget doesn't allow to you know buy gift cards for everybody or buy a small gift for them. Well, you could do something, you know, uh, something similar to what we talked about earlier with the teachers, just a little thank you with hot cocoa mix and, you know, uh, a, a, a cost-effective mug or something if you don't have a huge budget. Do something for your volunteers. If it's nothing more than just a card that's handwritten and said, thank you, I appreciate your ministry, make a note of what you've seen them doing in your work and in your ministry together this year. So make sure you recognize your volunteers this holiday season. Yeah, Ben, I, I love that. And what a great word. You know, uh, the last couple of years I took and I took our church role and I wrote a handwritten card to everybody on the church roll. And I tried to think of something unique that those folks added to our church. And it takes a while. And, you know, it's not the size of central. So it's something that could be done in a day. It might take you a couple of days. You might have to take a, a week or two leading up uh, for that. Um, it's finding those unique ways of telling people in your church, hey, you're seen, you're valuable, we love you, you are a huge part of this church. And, you know, it's funny, I, I, again, you just have people that remember that. You, you mentioned the family members of folks that are like, wow, this guy went to see my grandma. You know, I thought they forgot about her because she hasn't been in two years. And, you know, and still people are dealing with the fallout of COVID through this. There's still folks that haven't been back to church. You know, I, I kind of take it for granted that a lot of people have jumped back in, but a lot of people still haven't. There's still a lot of, um, you know, anxiousness about all of that. So it is a great time just to find valuable ways to love your church family um, and just to serve together. Invite somebody to serve with you. Hey, I've got to go drop off these mugs. Would you go with me? Hey, I've got to go buy the hot cocoa. Would you go with me? And, uh, you know, when you are able to just begin the end these partnerships not just in your community but just rebuilding or starting or just encouraging those partnerships you have with your fellow believers in the church and being maybe something else that we could talk about down the road maybe another time it's just it's also a great opportunity just to partner with other churches to do ministry um, and see what can happen uh, when maybe two three four churches get together uh, to do something here uh, at the christmas season yeah, that's that's great, and that's absolutely right. It's the time of year when people are their hearts are softened, and it's a great time to just minister and to do something uh, to reach people. You said mentioned you know with COVID, people haven't come back. Well, if you've got a list of people who you've been missing, this is a great time to make an effort to to reach out to them, let them know you've. You still miss them. You still care for them this time of year. Um, you know, you can go drop something off on their front porch if you need to, just a, a Christmas card or something simple to share the little bit of holiday cheer. And, you know, as Elf said, what is it the best way to spread Christmas cheer is singing loud for all to hear. So go do some caroling this holiday. That's right. That's right. I like it. That was very subtle. That was... That was good. Very classic. <laughs> so, so 
And I think we've already asked what our favorite Christmas movies are, but there's so many. And, you know, week to week, but that's a good one. Elf's a good one. And, uh, you know, they made a new Home Alone. It's Home Sweet Home Alone now. It's uh, kind of the next gen Home Alone. And uh, I don't know how I feel about that yet. <laughs> Although I, I think they made like 12 sequels to the original Home Alone that were like direct-to-video type thing back in the day. So who knows? But uh, it's just a great time of the year. It's a great time to watch these movies, but it's a great time to really um, help folks see the real meaning of Christmas, if I could be real cliche, yeah. and know that Christ did come to earth. He did die for our sins. He is going to return, and what a glorious gospel we have. That's absolutely right. Well, Danny, wrapping things up today, we talked a little about going caroling. What is your favorite Christmas carol? Boy, that's a good one. I always tend to forget lyrics when I carol. I could get like the first verse if I don't have a cheat sheet uh, or my phone. But, you know, I, I think the one I like the most is Joy to the World. Uh, it it maybe just it's just fun to sing. You can sing it loud. And so I would say sitting on the steps of somebody's house, I like singing Joy to the World. What about you? Well, for me, you know, traditional Christian church carol is O Come, O Come, Emmanuel. Uh, it's on a minor Oh, yeah, it's a good key. one, too. I love minor keys, and so it's there. Um, I, I love that one. I also like the old one. We I don't know if I've ever heard it sung much in church, but Lo, How a Rose There Blooming. It's an old, mm. old German carol. Um, beautiful, beautiful song. Now, when it comes to secular songs, I've got a couple other different favorites. <laughs> you know, you, you've, I want a hippopotamus for Christmas. is always fun. I don't know the words. I can't say them all, but it's fun to sing. And, That's a fun one. And what's the one, the Hawaiian Christmas Day or something? It's like Molly Klein. Oh, yeah. I yes. I just, I just saw that on a playlist. I was looking, um, and now I'm going to have to go look and see what that is. And so... so I hear that yeah. and I sing it for hours afterwards. <laughs> Sometimes I'll walk around just singing the, uh, from, you mentioned Charlie Brown earlier, the Christmas time is here. <laughs> so I can't quite sing in the key that the kids sing in on that, but uh, oh, it's fun. And it just, what a unique fun season this okay. is. And I, I hope that you're able to make the best of it. And uh so uh, so excited for the work y'all are doing there with this drive-through Christmas. That's going to be a lot of fun. Yes, well, it'll be fun this week. We'll let you know how it goes next time we talk. So there you go. I like well, it. Thanks for joining us with uh, Chair Two Leaders this week. Hope you do have a very merry Christmas, and we'll catch you next time. You've been listening to Chair Two Leaders. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter for the latest updates, and make sure you rate, review, and subscribe to Chair 2 Leaders wherever you listen to podcasts. Thanks for listening.